We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home. And a simple way to get it, Rocket Can. So glad to have you. We've got lots on the table for you on this Tuesday. Very busy day. Uh, multiple poll questions. One, most dangerous AFC wild card team. Chargers, Dolphins, Ravens. Go to at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter. You can vote there. We'll get an update on that in just a moment. Uh, also have a poll question out there from a conversation we had earlier in the show, which is just, do you trust Dak Prescott in a big spot? And I'm going to let you guess what the percentage is, how it breaks down. And I did this from the Maggie and Pearl off account. This is not from my personal account. Not that I would sway this anyway. But this should be a neutral audience. 60-40 uh, do not trust him. It's 80-20, do not trust him. <laughs> so, a little bit more extreme than that right now so with wait, Dak Prescott. So you, I just want you on the record. You don't trust Dak Prescott? <sighs> no. Okay. There, I said it. I think, listen, I was the one who put the bet in the day he got hurt that they were going to make the playoffs. It's not that I am anti-Cowboy. It's not. This doesn't go back to the Bills. People have accused me of that. I was... Five years old when the Cowboys beat the Bills in the Super Bowl. I promise you, <laughs> I do not hold a grudge. I do not. But the thing is, I just I, I I can't get there yet because Dak Prescott has played really well in games. Have I seen him be the reason they won when it's a good team in a big spot? That's what I want to know. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. So we've got that on the table for you. Uh, Jalen Hurts' injury is on the table for you. Should he play in that game against the Dallas Cowboys on Christmas Eve? I think Perloff, you say yes. I say no. I, I'm not saying should or shouldn't. I'm saying I, I would not count him out of this game. I was watching him at the press conference. I feel like he's going to single-handedly force the coaching staff to play him. <laughs> I would probably lean, if I was a coach, I would not play him. But I would like to see him play as a fan. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be awesome if he ran out there against the Cowboys yeah, and let them. Michael Parsons tackles him, and then it's Michael not Parsons be fun. weighs less than Stu. Michael Parsons is not going to hurt Jalen Hurts. <laughs> you know, but it might feel different if Stu tackles you versus Michael Parsons. The guy who fell on Jalen Hurts is about three fifty. <laughs> Michael Parsons is not going to kill Jalen Hurts. Okay, sorry, I, I, Demarcus Lawrence. I'm not. I don't know. I, I just think if it's nothing internal, the only injuries that scare me are like the little torn labrums and things. Just a bruise? A bruise? Come on. It's football. A bruise, Maggie? Seriously? That's going to keep you off the field? I think it's a sprain. I, I thought it's a little bit more than a bruise, but obviously you and I not doctors. Actually, that's a great question. A sprain is a tear. 
Technically. I, I don't think there's any tear here. I always thought that was implied in the sprain, but again, Stu, the research department, can you get on that? And, uh, oh, just, of course, yes. <laughs> so you're saying Dr. A, Kovacs, can you... Uh, we have to ask our next... Uh, in the next segment, we're talking to Howard Eskin, yeah. longtime Philadelphia. Is there a tear in there? Because that's a different story altogether. But just no, not this specific to Jalen Hurts, but a sprain... I thought there was always an implication that that's something that there's small tears with a sprain. Really, I, I never. You're probably right. I never thought of that. Well, I mean, we'll see. Stu's on it, going through medical journals right now to see if I'm right. Uh, we got to get to college though, because this one was interesting, Perloff, and it's about Alabama. And right now, Bryce Young and Jameer Gibbs and Will Anderson yeah. are all slated to play in the Sugar Bowl. I mean, really bucking the trend of. Guys who are likely to be top picks, if not the top pick, if you're talking about Bryce Young or Will Anderson, in the NFL draft playing in a game that has nothing to do with the college football playoff. Sugar Bowl is just an exhibition now. They're going to play K-State. I'm sure it's going to be a fun game. But here was Bryce Young talking about why it's important to play in the Sugar Bowl. It was just I wanted to finish with with my teammates uh, this season. Um, again, there's been a lot of work, a lot of um, you know, a, a lot that's gone into this year. And, you know, um, I just get another chance to play with my brothers. That's really how I look at it. Um, this is a, a great opportunity for us as a team, uh, for me, um, you know, for all of us. And, um, you know, we've, we've all had each other's backs all year. Um, it's been about accountability, about uh, making sure that we're, we're, we're holding ourselves to our standard. And um, that's words that we all live by, that, that I live by. Wow. I mean, better man than me. Because there's no chance I'd play in this game. If I were where most mock drafts right now, yeah. I know a lot can change. Have him going number one overall. And I know there's insurance policies yeah. and things like that. There are safety nets if, you know, knock on wood, heaven forbid something bad happened to him in this game. But still, I, I don't think I would do this. I, I think that uh, I think Bryce Young's a, he, he's wired differently than I am. I think there's a couple things that you might not be thinking about. What's that? One, I bet she's getting a million bucks to play in this game. <laughs> uh, the NIL might have changed this decision, which is interesting because everything has forced these guys out of these games. Maybe NIL brings it back in this game. And why not yeah, but he'll pay get him? more being drafted number one overall, right. which he but still could anyway. But. The second overall thing, do you want to get drafted in Houston? Houston's a great city for Bryce Young, who's from the South, but that, that franchise is a train wreck right well, now. Well, I just saw Houston take the Chiefs to overtime. They oh, were in a battle with the Cowboys in Dallas. 13. No, I know. I mean, they're not a good team, but maybe they have, you know, they're building. They also, no one was expecting Houston to be a good yeah, team. They don't, I, they're, they're rotating in the quarterbacks now. I mean, who knows? But you could also be the face of the franchise. You could be the savior. How about that? Great. Have at it. <laughs> that sounds really fun. <laughs> I mean, the odds are when you're that good, the odds that you uh, end up going to a really good team are small. You got to hope the front office has a clue of what they're doing. You yeah. got to hope the head coach is smart. And you Lovie have to Smith hope they. Lovie has not had a good year. He punts. He can be at the nine-yard line and decide to punt the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those, I mean, he's obviously looking at the personnel he's dealing with. You'd probably no, punt, too. I, no, I, I think it's more his, he's a defensive he's coach. He's a defensive coach, it's In true. a offensive era, so, I, I, of course, no, I think he'd probably like to go to Houston. Bryce Young, it'd be fine. It's a huge city. He'd be the face of the franchise. You're right, but it, it's a mess right now. They're one twelve and one in an era where anybody can beat anybody. That's hard, and they've basically won six games and just handed them away at the end. Okay, but I know, but that's not going to prevent me from going yeah. there. I, the like even the Lions, the woe be gone Lions for so long, right? Yeah. Who are an LOL Lions? Look at what they're doing now. They've turned it around. They're competitive. Looks like they can make the playoffs as a wild card. Like 
you could be part of the turnaround as long as they're smart and draft offensive linemen around you, keep you healthy and upright. Wait, okay. Ever it's cyclical, Perloff. You know, it's really I'm just trying, the, the Browns and the Jets exactly, that go through quarterbacks like tissue paper. The Lions have. I know they're seven and seven right now, but it's not like they've been in the NFC title game. Let's not crown the Lions. <laughs> I'm not yet. crowning them. I'm just saying. Let's this, see a winning season. Let's see a winning season. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's why. I think he's fine with Houston. But you have to admit that right now where the Texans are, this is a bit of a disaster. I I, I, I like actually like their last couple drafts. Yeah, I was going to say, this, this is building to yeah, something. No, right? I, I love Damian Pierce, and Petrie's really good. Stingley. Stingley's played well. I think they've done a nice job the last couple of years, but organizationally, it's a, they have major, major issues. Well, I <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I get, I guess where you're, I get where you're coming from, but you look at, you know, who thinks Bryce Young is going to get out of the top? If he fell to where six and you go to Indianapolis, like that's gangbusters no, that's, right now. That's no better. No, no, you're right. This probably because uh, Chicago has a quarterback. They'd Seattle? be picking second. Seattle, okay, maybe go to Seattle. Detroit Se- has Goff, although they might draft over him. Arizona's got Kyler, although he is injured now, but they're still not going to draft a quarterback. And then Indy and Atlanta is seven. Atlanta. Carolina's eight. Ooh, Atlanta. That's an interesting spot. Indoors. Is Atlanta a good team? No. Yeah. I was going to say, what what makes you so I high I don't know. Bryce Young's from California and played at Alabama. I, I assume he would love an indoor stadium like Atlanta. I know Houston's indoor, too. Yeah, right. But if he had a choice between Carolina and Atlanta, Atlanta feels like a sleeping giant for some reason. <laughs> where and I know they're not at all. But, yeah, I, I'm not sure I'd want to be to any of those places. You're right. If you're going to be drafted high, you're in trouble. And the worst possible scenario is you go to a team like Jacksonville and they bring in Urban Meyer, like Trevor Lawrence. Luckily, I think they corrected that mistake, and now things look good there. But you're getting way off the point. The point is, I think Bryce Young probably had an NIL deal, and that's why he's playing here. Okay, but even if you have an NIL deal, it's not going to be more than what you'd get as a top five pick. So that that's $20 million hits your bank account the day you sign that. Yeah, he's still going to, even if he got hurt in the game, he'd still get that. He'd still get it. So, like, that's, again, more reason where I don't, I guess I just don't understand why play. Well, and I think if if everything was neutral, he does get to finish out the season with his teammates. He gets to play one more college game, which he loved. He does get a big national showcase. I think a lot of people watch this game. I, I yeah, think there are a lot of positive. we have no idea who Bryce Young is. He won no. the Heisman last year and he was playing <laughs> the college football playoff in the national championship game. He doesn't need the platform. Will Anderson doesn't need the platform. See, this is the other thing about it, right? Which is, we all look at, like, perf- like college football at that high level like it's professional, you know? Perfe- yeah, but it is. But this shows you it's not. Because if you if you're playing professionally, okay, if you're if you're uh, healthy, there's no reason why you wouldn't finish out the season, even if it's a lost season. But college, this bowl game literally means nothing. Okay, fun. You get to go out and play with your teammates. Okay. Like, well, I mean, Bryce Young is much more of a brand than anything else, and this is. I mean, I know you're saying the platform doesn't mean anything to him. Everyone knows who he is, but he gets to go out and throw five touchdowns on national TV. I mean, I think as a professional brander, that's a good thing. It's better than sitting on the bench and watching this game and be like, oh, man, I really want to go out there. I mean, what I, I'm does not... beating K-State do at all for him? It puts him on people's TVs so he can sell stuff. I mean, it's he's great. He's already selling me Dr. Pepper and everything else. He's he's everywhere. I I just, I don't see the upside, whereas I hate to, you know, be one of those people that goes through life always worried about what's around the next corner or anything. But, I mean, I got to be sold on the upside of this a little bit more than, hey, finishing out with your teammates. You guys still all get to be friends. 
Like, you don't have to go. You might end up be still becoming teammates with some of these guys. Alabama drafts tons of dudes in the NFL. Maybe not Will Anderson. He's probably not going to be your teammate. But, you know, other guys on the team. Yeah, look I, at, I don't know. Look at Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. You can always get back together. I don't know. I guess uh, I'm a guy who will injure my shoulder for his intramural team. I'm just a team guy. <laughs> yes. And playing with my brothers is just the most important thing to me, I guess. No, I, I honestly, if you, somebody said, you play in this game against Kansas State for a million dollars, you just played 16 games. Why not play one more? What's the difference? Uh, a lot. Uh, Jay is in Alabama, our well-read friend. Jay, what's up? What's going on? We talked about this last week about being the first pick in the draft. You ended up like David Carr and – Lo and behold, we're talking about Houston here. Yep. You know what I mean? But, hey, first of all, I was listening to y'all yesterday, and I was really trying to picture, like, this sweater that Perloff had on. So you had an ugly Christmas sweater with a turtleneck attached to it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> it was a turtleneck, turtleneck sweater. It was a turtleneck sweater. <laughs> but it was an ugly Christmas sweater at the same time. No, no, no. It wasn't ugly. It was. Oh, I was, was... ready to say that's, like, next level. You wear an ugly Christmas sweater. With a turtleneck on, I swear to God, when you step into the party, the DJ will automatically throw on, like, returning to Mac. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God. Yes. Remember that skit Dave Chappelle had, like, everything's cooler in slow-mo? <laughs> I can see Perloff walking in with that turtleneck, dude, and, like, the whole crowd. I mean, just, I mean, that's stunting on the next level right there. Uh, yes. But, I, no, we should have made it a little clear, a more clear. It wasn't a turtleneck underneath an ugly sweater. You're right. That just would have been on 10. Like, that's just not allowed. <laughs> no, I thought it was a whole Christmas sweater with a turtleneck. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. Sorry, Jay. I thought we were talking about, we're not. it was one sweater. One, wow, he only was wearing one thing. I thought Jeez. you were saying turtleneck underneath the sweater. Jay, I'll is... forgive you because you're in Alabama, and I don't think there's a call for turtleneck sweaters. <laughs> but that's a big thing. You get a sweater turtleneck; it's one continuous piece. And it, yes, when it, you asked me, is it an ugly sweater? In my opinion, there was nothing ugly about it. It was incredibly fashionable. Um, but others would consider it an ugly sweater. There was like outlines of deers and things. So I think <laughs> well, it, what, what you were talking about, ugly, yes. Well, you know, like, ugly Christmas sweater parties are, like, the new thing. And I, I was yeah. just picturing that. But getting back to what we were talking about as far as, like, I mean, like, down here in Alabama, they are kind of going crazy over, like, players wanting to sit out. I mean, they're almost like – it's almost like, dude, get a life, man, because a lot of them are like, oh, you're you're disrespecting your team, and it's, you should be, like, get ten lashes over not playing. And it's like, dude, no, nah, come on, man. I mean, it, it, there is a lot of money, and it's like people, there's young people's future involved here like yeah. you know we're we're talking about the rest of your life and you know generational money but um at the same time like i said we talked about this last week man like do you really want to go to houston and i, I think i heard maggie say that like you really want to go to houston you really want to be the first pick in the draft oh, that was that's bad <laughs> see i if it were me, I would I would want to be the first pick in the draft. Like I would want to take on, especially if I'm Bryce Young. I've won the Heisman. I can't hide. You know, if I get pick second, third, people are going to be very invested in whether I quote unquote pan out or not. So might as well go number one, get the most in terms of the rookie wage scale, and yeah, you become the face of the franchise immediately. It's not going to probably be winning immediately, but. Everyone knew just Sean Watson was an awesome quarterback, even though he struggled and the team struggled at Houston when he was there. They gave him a huge contract. They made contract. playoffs every year. They made like three straight playoffs. I don't think it's rookie year they did. Well, right. But yeah. generally, he was the 12th pick, and then he got them to 11-5 and five pretty much every year. But 
he, he, then he, at the end, before all the controversy, yeah. said, I'm not playing here anymore. Well, he took a huge contract from them and then yeah. said, I don't want to play here anymore. Right. I, I think that uh, Bryce Young, Houston's probably as good as any other spot. They actually have made some really good draft picks lately. But I, I disagree about one thing you said, though. If yeah. I'm the number one pick, I do try and I pull an Eli. I would totally pull an Eli. There are certain teams that I would not want to play with. And where do you... Well, this... Yeah. I where, mean, where else do you want to go? You want to pull an Eli Manning and go where? Famously, of course, remember, Eli yeah, Manning did not want to go to the Chargers and forced his way to the New York Giants. Yeah, I wish I had a team this year. I don't. Seattle <laughs> Seattle would be okay. I, I wouldn't mind throwing a DK in and lock it. That'd yeah, be, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. But I, a 71-year-old head coach. You also have to play in the same division as the 49ers and the Rams. Oh, I know are on a downslide this year where I could play in the... AFC South, that looks kind of nice. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you you know, you're convincing me that Houston's not that bad. <laughs> Jay, thank you for the call. Uh, how about Las Vegas? The confusion over the sweater was hilarious to how me. How about <laughs> if Vegas loses a couple more and is low enough to trade up that spot? That's not a bad place to play. Ooh. I think the Vegas piece of that stadium is going to be a premier spot in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, you come in with better weapons. It's a team ready to win. It's going to be crazy pressure on you. Also, the offensive line is not very good. Yeah, he'll get killed. Yeah. yeah, like I, I'm not. I'm looking at Vegas's offensive line, just like woof. I'm gonna be in a meat grinder. I, I don't know. I think uh, Bryce Young would look at Josh McDaniels and Devontae Adams and be attracted to that situation. He's not gonna last till the Raiders. No, I know the Raiders would have to trade up. Uh, I'm saying force a trade out of the one. Quickly, Big Dave is in Kentucky. Dave, sorry we didn't leave you a lot of time. What's going on, pal? What's up, guys? Hey, listen, serious question. We're having this conversation about sitting out of these ball games. Yeah. Tell me the last time that someone had anything remotely close to a season or career-ending injury by playing in a bowl game. I don't remember a career-ender. Didn't Matt Corral just got hurt last year, though, right? Jalen Smith. Oh, Jalen Smith from Notre Dame. I mean, obviously, yeah. McGahee's the most famous one, Yeah, right? but he was playing for the national championship, though. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, he was. I, I mean, here's the thing. I, I mean, my point being, and listen, these guys are insured out the gang yes. by this time. But even my thing is, you know, I, I don't blame them. I mean, I understand the debate, but the odds on getting hurt in this one particular game versus their career, I just think it's, you know, I, I don't I don't blame them at all. Yeah. I really don't. Dave, thank you. Good to talk with you. Thanks for checking in. Uh, interesting. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I want to hear from you about this exact topic. Bryce Young, Will Anderson, Jameer Gibbs, all playing in the bowl game. Uh, Sugar Bowl against Kansas State. Now, coming up, we're going to talk to a legendary sports reporter from Philadelphia. Was at the Jalen Hurts press conference today. Is there every step of the way to sideline for all of the Eagles game games. Howard Eskin is going to join us in just a moment. Don't move more Maggie and Perloff straight ahead. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back on the Maggie and Perloff show. I think, Maggie, I came in today and you expected to be me to be a little more depressed about the Jalen Hurts injury. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think you have a, a healthy dose of delusion 
But quite frankly, it's kind of hard to tell what's going on with yeah. Jalen Hurts' shoulder because it seems like the signals are getting a little bit mixed. We know that he has a sprained shoulder. We think he does. Yet all the reports out of Philly is that they're not ruling him out and that he seems positive. Let's get some boots on the ground reporting, Absolutely. shall we? Okay, let's talk to a man who's synonymous with sports in Philadelphia. Longtime sports reporter, currently the sideline reporter for the Philadelphia Eagles games. And that's Howard Askin. Howard, thanks so much for the time today. How are you? Uh, I, I've never had a bad day in my life. Maggie, it's good to talk to you for the first time. And Andrew and I have spoken uh, often in the past, but it's great to be with you. Oh, thanks so much for yeah, doing thank it. Thank you, Howard. Especially today, we know this is busy. So how bad is the injury to Jalen's shoulder? You know what? I had so much trouble getting through town yesterday because the sky was falling and I had to dodge <laughs> dodge all the debris in this town the <laughs> world was coming to an end philadelphia was being phased off the map it was so, uh, it was so much so much i mean worry and concern and andrew just here's my my aaron Rodgers spelling for you this is a spelling b r e l a x okay relax okay so here's the deal I would be surprised, bordering on shocked, if Jalen Hurts plays this Saturday against the Cowboys. Uh, there's no need. The Cowboys are frauds, and uh, they're like so. If they win, big deal. Uh, I would like to see him play the following week against New Orleans. Now they, the Eagles, have to stop him from himself. Today, hmm. I was at all the news conferences, and Nick Sirianni. Well, we haven't ruled him out. Jalen Hurts said, "I'm working my way through it." You know, what's amazing, and this was my perception on Sunday, all right, I'm not far away from the play. I knew that defensive player really just dead-weighted him, just Mm. put all his weight on him. And outside the pocket as a runner, you're permitted to do that. Inside the pocket for a quarterback, that's a penalty and a fine. But it wasn't at that point. I looked at that and I said, man, that really has got to hurt. And he he laid on the ground for a little while. But after the game, I looked at him, kind of walked, out near him going to the bus uh, to come back to Philadelphia. He was smiling. Uh, there, he seemed to know discomfort. And I'm saying, well, maybe he's all right. And remember, he threw two deep passes after that play. So I'm saying, okay, he's probably going to be a little sore um, that uh, on Sunday night and maybe a little sore uh, the next day. Uh, but they want to be – I think the Eagles want to be cautious, and the doctors have to stop him from – pushing himself and then really hurting himself. So, like I said, I would be surprised and bordering on shocked if he played. But he's going to be fine for the rest of the season. They have three games to win one game. They play the Saints at home the following week. You know, let the Cowboys feel good about themselves. You know, after (laughs) last week, after that turnover machine, Dak Prescott threw another one of the many interceptions he throws all year. He is a turnover machine. Uh, And so, and Jerry Jones can, oh yeah, we got a chance. No, you don't, Jerry. Uh, And (laughs) they don't, they don't. Uh, Dust off the trophies because they're going to get more dust because you're not winning the Super Bowl and you're not going. Howard. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I'm just trying to kill the Cowboy fans because I I really could care less about those people. Here's one other thing that, that I look at, and it's, not the way they look at it. If the Eagles beat the Cowboys on Saturday and they play them in the playoffs, it's very difficult to beat a team three times in the same season. So I'm okay if they – I don't want to lose as, – as an Eagles person, 
And, and you know, I, I obviously, and I was on the branding, I did the Brandon Graham show last night. And I said, I think you guys are going to lose whether Hurts played or not. And he looked at me. I said, hey, you know what? I'm all for you guys. But I got to look at reality. So if they lose, it's okay. But the, the most important thing is Jalen Hurts is not out for the season. Howard, has telling Eagles fans to relax ever worked for you? Has that ever happened? <laughs> no, no, because they're hysterical. Uh, yeah. They're hysterical people. I, my phone blew up when this, first it was the broken collarbone. And I said to say, and this is what I screwed around with them too. So when they said, oh, I hear he's out for the season. I said, no, he's not out for the season. He's out for most of next season too. And I really started <laughs> to play with their heads. So that's what you got to do to these people. And then I sent him back to depth. I said, relax. He's going to be back this season. And to think he had a broken collarbone. How did he throw two deep balls with a broken collarbone? I mean, don't believe Social media is not social, and it's not media. So let's relax. Oh. But, yeah, Philadelphia fans are, are just absolutely out of control. So there was some criticism, and I kind of agree with this. Why do you have to run Jalen Hurts 17 times against the Bears? Are they letting him run too much for his own good? All right, Andrew, I'm going to help you out here. Okay. Kneel downs count as runs. There was three of them, I believe. Oh, the the okay. Game. Okay, so that counts as runs. And here's another thing that I had heard, and I talked to Nick Sirianni after his news conference, and he wouldn't. He said he's got to call more runs for Miles Sanders, but some of those plays were runs with a read option. And Jalen, uh, somebody told me his hands were really cold. It was really cold in Chicago. His hands were really cold, and he felt more comfortable holding on to the ball uh, than handing it off. But why does he have to run him? He ran for, what, 180 yards against Green Bay earlier. I don't think you have to run him that much. And the plan was not to run him that much. So now we're down from 17 to 14, and some of those plays were called plays for Miles Sanders. So let's say it was 10 to 11 times. Yeah, that's just who he is. It keeps, it keeps the other team honest. But there's no way you run him 17 times, and they really didn't in, in the grand scheme of things. But, yeah, I think you got to be – judicious with what you do with Jalen Hurts as a run as a runner but he can throw the ball but they run they ran the run blitz so they were all over uh, and defending against Miles Sanders yeah, that was too much we agree with that he can get hurt in the pocket I mean Kyler Murray got hurt and nobody touched him so it, it can happen but I tend to agree with you but it wasn't as many runs as the numbers say Talking with longtime Philadelphia sports reporter and a legendary sports reporter at that in Philadelphia, Howard Eskin. Just a couple more for you. Howard also does sideline, of course, for the Eagles games. I'm going to ask By you. By the to way, s- it's iconic, man. Oh, legendary not legendary? Sound, no, legendary makes you sound old. I'm not old. I'm older. <laughs> but so iconic makes you sound younger. Okay. I, I, it doesn't matter. I'm only kidding with you. The, well, I mean, listen, it's up to you. I'll call you an icon if you want. You deserve both of the titles. But how about this? Can you self-scout for us a little bit? Because you are really close to the Eagles. Now, it's just us here listening and maybe a couple, you know, 100,000 Cowboys fans. But... You know, self scout with, with <laughs> self scout though with the Eagles because you know team with the best record. They've been the best team this whole season. What? Where are their pressure points? Like, if they're not going to make it to the Super Bowl, why? Uh, they don't turn the ball over, which they did on Sunday. You know, you don't win when you're minus two turnovers, yeah. and they were minus two. They lost three and only got one. So that 
is what they have done well. They haven't turned the ball over. If they don't turn the ball over like they've done all season, not turning the ball over, they're in great shape. Their defense is really good. Uh, they can rush. Here's another thing, people in Philadelphia want. They want them to blitz. You don't have to blitz when you can get to the quarterback without blitzing. They're 17th in the league in blitzing, yet they're first in the league in sacks. So they have to relax with that. Their defense is really good. Their offensive line is very good. Miles Sanders has had a terrific year. Jalen Hurts has uh, as well. The receivers are good. Do they have a weak point? Everybody's got a weak point, but I haven't seen much of any weak points uh, teams that turn the ball over are going to lose, and the Eagles don't do that. They are the best team. I, I had a text exchange with Sean Payton today, and here are the four teams that, and I've known Sean for years, but here are the four teams he put in the mix. Philadelphia, San Francisco, Buffalo, and Kansas City. And that's it. And I don't see anybody else. And San Francisco has a great defense, but I, I would be what about the Bengals? with their offense. You know, I like the Bengals. Joe Burrow has played great. He didn't put them in the mix. I, I you know, that's his opinion. That's not mine. I would put Cincinnati above Kansas City, and I love Andy Reid. But there's something just not quite there, uh, with I think, with the Kansas City Chiefs. But they, uh, Maggie, they don't have – I don't think they have a weak point. They really – and I, they, they saw it against the Giants. They destroyed that team. They put them back – you know, water always seeks, it le- seeks its level, and the Giants sought their level. And the Eagles made sure they sought their level. They are really – that game showed me they are really a good football team. And I think, I think they have a chance. I think they're better than anybody right now. Buffalo is the team that I put right in there with the Eagles, but they wouldn't play them to the Super Bowl. I, I, I'm looking, you know, you look and say, all right, where can they lose here? And I've looked at it too. I don't see anything here. They're really good. They re- and I'm not saying that because I'm at the games, not because I'm Philadelphia. Hey, listen, they've gotten all over me for criticizing them for certain things, and that's just part of it. But they're, they're good. I'm telling you, they are good. And for Giants fans that are out there listening, never win with Daniel Jones, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Redskins don't have a quarterback. And Dak Prescott's overpaid and overrated. So then they're not going to win from this division either. So it's all, it's all good for Philadelphia. One question, it though. It really is. How about the head coach? Is Nick Sirianni a good head coach? Yes, he is. And okay. I'm going to tell you, I, he, it was a train wreck, his first news conference. But this is, that's because, you know, everybody gives him, hey, don't say this, do say this. He was, just be yourself. And once he started being himself, he's creative. Here's where he's creative. He's got to respect the players, and they like him. And it's hard to get respect and like with the same coach. Like Belichick. Uh, you know, he's a good coach. <laughs> well, that's what he is. Yeah. Uh, he's a good coach, but a losing record without Tom Brady. Uh, but there's players that don't like him. Nick Sirianni's got both, and they will go to the wall. And I think he is a very good coach. The second choice for the Eagles, from what I was told, was Josh McDaniel. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm so happy they didn't take that loser. But it's just Nick Sirianni. I'm going to tell you, and everybody in this country should know this, Nick Sirianni is a really good coach, and with everything considered, he probably should be coach of the year. And the awards don't mean anything. It's about winning a Super Bowl. Howard, last one for you, and thanks for cutting out some time for us today. We appreciate it. We know it's a busy time of year. So full disclosure, 
your son, Brett, is oh, our boss. Yeah, I know. You know, I'm glad he's your boss and not mine. <laughs> so what should we get him for the holidays? Like, what should we get him as a gift? You're his father. You know him better than anybody. What should we okay. buy this guy? A sense of reality about the 76. <laughs> uh, we don't have that kind uh, of money. Yeah, well, you know, but that's a Kool-Aid cheap. He's still drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> and the process was a success. And people around the country probably don't know that. 76ers will never win with this team. Uh, the process has never worked, but he still holds out hope. But I think he's facing more of reality. But, I, you know, I just get him get him something that's vegan and he'll be happy. Yeah, exactly. there we go. It's easy, it's easy to please him, but get him a dose of reality <laughs> along with that vegan meal. There we go. How, Howard, I need something from you, too. If go if ahead. it is an Eagles-Bills Super Bowl, Maggie is a Bills oh, super fan. I don't want to jinx anything. Grew up that's in uh, right. upstate. That would be a, Hey, Bills Mafia is great. What a great fan base to come together. The yeah. Bills and the Eagles. I'm friendly with their head coach. They're both coordinators. I know people up there with the team. I'd love to see the Bills in there. Okay. And uh, it's, it's, that would be a great, great, great game with two great fan bases. And, Maggie, did you grow up in Buffalo? I grew up in Binghamton. And my my uncle oh, was a season ticket holder for the Bills. Oh, I was born gosh, into it. So, yep. So cold up there. It's so brutal. Uh, but Howard, you live in Philly. Good <laughs> yeah, but well, yeah, but uh, Chicago is colder than Green Bay uh, <laughs> last true. night. But uh, no, I, I I'd love to see the Bills get there. But if it and happens, I think, Howard, you have to you have to help me fend off Maggie Super Bowl week in Arizona. <laughs> you have to come support the cause because I'd be happy. I'll yeah. be there. So yeah. I'll be there whether the Eagles are there or not. Yeah. But uh, but. I, you know, I'll I'll help you, and yeah, good. I love those guys. But there's no no friends uh, no friends when it comes to Philadelphia and Buffalo. And I have uh, a lot of friends who are Buffalo Bills fans, and it is a great fan base. Those people stand out there and sit out there in that cold. It is unbelievable. They were out there the other night. They're crazy. They, Maggie, you must be crazy, too. Listen, it's uh, just totally. part of it, you know? And we don't call that crazy. <laughs> we just call that living. Uh, Howard, thank you. Wow. Wow. <laughs> we're, we're born into it. Thank you so much for doing this. We appreciate it. Thank you for the update on Jalen Hurts. And we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, I look forward to seeing uh, you, Howard. All right, same here. Thank My you pleasure. so much. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> What's weird about it? Well, <laughs> Just a little precipitation, that's you know, all. He hit on something really important. There is such a connection between Bills fans and Eagles fans. We are two sides of a coin. I'm sorry. We got some it's, screws loose. Yeah, <laughs> I, or we're the best. Either way, it's, <laughs> it's a fine line. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there would say yes and no. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up, we do have... Some audio you have to hear. Aaron Rodgers' appearance on McAfee today it was a doozy. We'll get to that in just a moment. We're back on Maggie and Perloff. You know, it was an interesting Thursday night game. I'm sorry, Monday night game. It felt like, it felt, here's, that's the point. It felt like a Thursday night game. I'm watching Packers-Rams. And there was I one keep, of two ways you could have gone there, Thursday or Monday. There are a couple things that crossed my mind during the game. One, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if this means anything. Second of all, Am I watching Wolford or Baker Mayfield? I kept getting confused in my head because there was nothing special about Baker Mayfield last yeah, night. He was... looked exactly like John Wolford. <laughs> so what was what happened to that movie script from last week? That fizzled so quickly. No, the movie obviously ends 
after the win against Stu's Raiders, and then we never speak of anything ever again with the Baker Mayfield. He looked movie. okay. I mean, he looked fine. He fine. I mean, exactly. Fine is the word you'd use. Well, I thought what was most interesting about that aspect of it, the Rams aspect of it, is that uh, after the game, or maybe it was before the game, but uh, the reporters asked Matthew Stafford what his situation is. You saw him on the sideline there wearing yeah. a sweatshirt. And he said he is not planning on retiring. Now, listen, maybe doctors might have another, you know, uh, might have something to say about that. If he's got a spine injury, you don't want to mess around. But he said he's not retiring. Okay, so what's Baker Mayfield auditioning for here? Some other team. And then secondly, we never got to this yesterday because there was so much other stuff to talk about. But in Peter King's Football Morning in America uh, column on on Monday morning, he said, you know, people who are paying attention – you know, basically, like, is it possible Sean McVay steps away? So is Matthew Stafford going to come back next year? Yet Sean McVay, it's possible he could step away and go to television? Like, that team is a mess. Yeah. Well, that happened last year. Wasn't that the whole discussion? All Not that Stafford was, you know, up in the air. I thought if Stafford no, retired McVay, and McVay, yeah. So McVay flirted with TV. But then he got a contract extension out of it. <laughs> and Aaron Donald flirted with retirement, then he got a contract out of it. So I wasn't sure how much those were just negotiation tactics. I mean, Stafford's 34. That's the thing. Did we really expect him, unless that neck injury was so bad, but I don't, again, I we're being forced to play doctor a lot today. Yeah. I never heard that it was so threatening to his career that he was, I never thought he was going to retire. I mean, nobody retires at 34 in this league, right? It would have been unusual. Did you expect him to step away? I think 34 away? Like, used to be the normal time when guys 34? would kind of retire, right? No, no, 36 well, not- at least. <laughs> I mean, but, all right, but he's also taken tons of hits in his career. I mean, Stafford's gotten abused. It'd be Andrew Luck. Like, if, if Matthew Stafford, the neck injury is the only reason it's even being discussed. a spine injury. He yeah. probably has six more years in the NFL. Jeez. I mean, because the rules have changed, you can't hit quarterbacks Well, anymore. even so, sure. I don't know. I mean, what quarterback doesn't play to 40? I think Drew Brees would have played to 50 if he thought. <laughs> I think they, they want throw to the ball play. deep anymore. No, I, I, think, I think 34 is way too young. I think quarterback is a position where you play to 38, 39. Now, cornerback, you play till you're 32, and then you're dead. Yeah, well, according to you, you can't play running back past your 27th birthday. 27's the line for running back. 30's the line for wide receiver. Probably 29 is cornerback, maybe 30. It's hard. I mean, the speed positions put a lot on you. Uh, quarterback, though, the whole league has helped these guys play to their older. I mean, Tom Brady, it doesn't look like he's probably got three more years left in him. Oh, man. Well, all right, Brady for another time. But right. then you had, on the flip side, you had Green Bay, and you had all of the positivity after the game in Green Bay last night. It was like you couldn't even tell that this is a team who, and I hate to be that person, I'm not raining on the parade at all. I'd love to see this too. But right now they have an 8% chance to make the playoffs. Like, I get you of Aaron Rodgers, and so that's something. The wide receivers are playing better, all of that. But, like, it's still an 8% chance. How excited can I get? Who's Is that a 538? Yeah, I saw that somebody gave the Saints an 8% chance, too, and Andy Dalton, and I don't understand that at all. I'm not sure where these numbers come from. They were basically one loss away by the Lions. The Lions could have lost that game to the Jets. I know I love the Lions, too. I'm in on the Lions story. But a couple bounces this way or that no, way. If Robert Sala doesn't botch the timeouts at the yeah, end, they at least probably they get to have over- a shot to get to overtime. Right. So then basically Detroit and Green Bay be sitting there with the same record. And I, all you need is for Washington to implode a little bit, which I think they are. They might go back to Carson Wentz. I mean, this seems easy. So anyway, I, I think 9-8 and eight is doable. 
I've been saying Packers in the playoffs, and I still think it's doable. I think it's higher than 8%. I'm going to give it a solid 11, man. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I went from 5% to 8% last night because they beat the Rams. <laughs> Can I, I could attempt to give you the Packers clinching scenarios here. Like your head might spin a little bit. I don't understand. How would you do a clinching scenario? Well, here's how the Packers would make the playoffs. Okay. I've got all the scenarios. Give me some. All right. Here's a couple. I don't want to get too mired here, but if the Commanders lose at least two of their last three, they finish 8-8-1 eight, eight, and one or worse, or the Giants lose their final three to finish 8-8-1 eight, eight, and one, and Green Bay wins out, that's a clinch. But that doesn't sound like a scenario because that's just – yeah, if so, you're saying then make sure my math is the Packers have nine wins and the Giants and Washington have eight wins. The Packers get in. Uh, what? Where are the Packers now? Yes, they have to win out to get to nine wins. No, I'm saying of course. Yeah, the Seahawks lose. <laughs> I know, but you're asking the Commanders who play at 49ers, Browns, and Cowboys, so those to finish eight, eight and one or worse, and or the Giants who are at Vikings, Colts, and Eagles to finish eight, eight and one, like. I'm just giving you what would have to happen right, right. against the teams who they also play. The Seahawks lose at least one of their last three games. They play at Chiefs versus the Jets and then the Rams to finish 9-8 and eight or worse. And then, obviously, we understand about the Lions. They'd have to lose one of their next two games against the Panthers before losing to the Packers in Week 18. Right. So, basically, if the Packers win next week and the Seahawks lose to the Chiefs, very, very possible, right. then they... They have the same record. So here's a question. And if the Lions lose, so basically the Packers could be tied right behind Washington, New York. Do after you this think week. that the Packers can actually win in Miami against uh, yeah. a Miami team? Hold on, against a Miami team that's lost three straight, who's going to be absolutely desperate? Now the Packers will be absolutely desperate too. But you're going to go down to Miami. I don't know how hot it's going to be, but just like we talk about the advantage that cold weather teams have against the Dolphins, the Dolphins will have the advantage in the heat. I don't think it's going to be hot enough to make it an advantage, is it? I'm going to Florida been, next week. It's, it's been unseasonably warm I think Florida. it's been in the 70s. So I was just looking. I'm packing for Florida. Oh, yeah? How's that going? Are you going <laughs> to show good. the world those? Uh, when's the last time your legs saw sun? <laughs> I, I will be wearing sort of three-quarter capri pants for that very reason. But it's 74 been degrees 74. I don't think that gives a big advantage. I expect... You know, here's the question. Are the Packers going to do the things they've been doing all year long where they'll have a, a stretch where they look like the better team, then they'll just completely implode all over the place? Or will the Dolphins just run them off the field? There's two options. But I, for some reason, I look at that game, and I don't see that as a give-me for Miami at all. Not even close. Okay, how about this? Just a quick weather search here. Stu, I know you're the research department, but allow me. I just Googled. And according to the 10-day... Sunday in Miami, Christmas, high of 60. Yeah. With afternoon showers, 33%, 12-mile-an-hour winds. That doesn't yeah. sound like uh, ideal. I was just told, by the way, that it was not. You're, it's too cold to get in the water for this next week. That could maybe Did you, uh, could break right. As long as you're opening up the weather, weather conversation, may I jump in? Did you guys see about the weather problems this weekend? All the games have severe, severe cold. Like seven games are 10 degrees or below. It's going to be a, a huge... So weather... I know. I mean, well, the Bills you are see playing in Chicago. It's going to be Brick City. Yeah, it's 11 in Chicago, 6 in Kansas City, 9 in Cleveland, 5 in Tennessee... Oh, my God. Actually, I might be ignoring some minuses. You're flirting, sorry, minus 11 in Chicago. It's This is going to really have a competitive impact this week. Cold is bad. So 60 in Miami is <laughs> not bad. <laughs> oh, Packers caught a Humid. break. Minus 11 in Chicago. 
Boo. 855-212-4CBS. Come on back, Maggie and Perloff. More Rogers sound. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.